Hello, and welcome to Decency with DeLorean, the show on which I instruct you how to be more like me, while simultaneously engaging in the highly indecent activity of speaking solely about myself. I'll be honest with you, I don't feel like recording today. I don't feel like talking about myself. I don't feel like commenting on anything that's personal. Uh, But it turns out that is the whole nature of my podcast is oversharing and being deeply personal and honest. And uh, right now that uh, idea to me uh, really fucking sucks. But... You buy the ticket, you ride the ride, and I am here on Patreon, unless you're hearing this on the main feed, which means you're late to the party, uh, go to patreon.com slash sex, drugs, and spirituality, and give me a dollar a month, and you'll hear this shit as it comes out. Anyways, I don't feel like talking today, I don't feel like talking about myself, I know if I do, I'm gonna fucking cry, and right now I'm so, I like... I'm so tired of crying on Mike, especially because my life is in such a good place right now and I have so many blessings that like I don't even want to boohoo tragedy because like it feels it 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 feels fucking selfish and self-indulgent to cry over anything right now because like my life is going so well. Um but I am gonna boohoo because um because my dog died and um fuck like already this is where we're at already I can't even like and I have to go into work today and I'm gonna have to hold it together because I'm going to be wearing makeup and I'm not going to cry at work and I'm not going to smear my makeup and I have to play the character of the happy-go-lucky bartender. So maybe I'll, I'll get it all out here. Um, but I think like anybody who knows me, uh, who's listened to the podcast, who follows me on social media, knows my dog Frank, who, who I had for... Uh, 16 and a half years. I had him his whole life. Let me tell you how long Frank and I have been together. Frank and I have been together so long, I found him in an ad in the newspaper. This was like before Craigslist or anything was even popular. This is before I knew better than to buy a dog from a breeder. But I bought him from some lady I found in the newspaper when he was eight weeks old. And I brought him home. And he didn't even weigh a whole pound. And he was so perfect, like, even from the get, he would squeak when he wanted to be down to go potty. Like, he was such a good little dog. And uh, I was plus size back then, so I had breasts, and I would wedge him in my cleavage when I drove so he wouldn't wander around the car. And, um, you know, he just, I've had other dogs, um... But I say that everyone gets a once-in-a-lifetime dog, like your true soulmate of a dog who is so perfect. And um, for me, that dog was Frank. And, like, not to discount the relationship that I've had with my other dogs, but, like, they were pets, and Frank was, like, something 
extra, like something next level. And, uh, like, I just feel like everything, because I was, like, 19, maybe just turned 20 when I got him. So it's, like, my whole adult life, he was there with me. And he's traveled cross-country with me. He moved to New York with me. I have pictures of us together in New Orleans, at the Alamo, in San Diego. Like, this little dog, like, he went everywhere with me. And, um... He was just so perfect. Like, he wasn't a yapper. He, even as a young dog, kind of had a stoner personality, like, which is, can be unusual for a chihuahua, to say the least. And he just was the chillest, sweetest little thing. And he was, he was never needy. He didn't follow me around from room to room. He would just find a place to nestle. And chill, kind of like a cat, like he'd like to be as high up as possible. If he could get, if there was a laundry basket on top of an ironing board, he would figure out a way to get in that basket. Like he just, he liked to be high up and he liked to be chill and he had his own little life and schedule and, you know, he'd sleep on the couch and, oh, okay, it's five in the afternoon, time to go take a nap in the bedroom. Like, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's weird because like he was like an appendage to me and like most pictures taken of me in the past 17 years, like he's in the picture with me. Um, cause he was my ride or die and he saw me through so much. Um, and when things in my life would get like really hard or difficult, uh, particularly, you know, the last couple of years before my surgery when I was so sick. And I would think like this is, and I know this is crazy. I don't even believe in God, but like I would think, I would think to myself, well, God gave me Frank and he's so spectacular that maybe that exhausted all of my blessings. Like I have this one thing that is so wonderful that maybe I don't get anything else good. And I would be okay with that because it, I mean, it really was true that he was like, just so spectacular. And, um, Zach, the ex and I would always say like that they broke the mold with him. Like they, they broke the mold that this is not, he's an, even people who, and most people think their dog is the best dog, but even people who had their own dogs would be like, man, Frank is the best dog. Like it just was like an essence. Um, and, uh, I'm sorry. So, and like, I know that Frank wasn't going to live forever. He had a heart murmur, which is common in chihuahuas. And what happens is the heart has to work harder to keep the blood going uh, because it like swishes back in the heart. So the heart muscle overdevelops and the heart enlarges and eventually it crushes the lungs. And like, that's what I went through with Felipe. And so like, even from a young age, because Frank's heart murmur was so severe, they would be like, well, you know, he probably won't live that long. Um, and when he became symptomatic, we got him on meds and like, he was doing great. And then he got degenerative disc disease. And so we had him on, uh, gabapentin for the pain. And he was just, 
I was like, this dog is going to live forever. And they keep telling me he's going to die, but he's still like jumping around and like having a good time. And, um, you know, the past like year or so, every time he would get sick, like if he got colitis or whatever, we'd be like, oh, fuck, is this the end? Like, do we have to put him down? Because just like at that age, you you worry like any sickness is the end. Um, But, like, okay, so, like, a week ago, he had some pain in his mouth, and he takes antibiotics to keep, he took antibiotics to keep his dental disease under control, and I thought, okay, he just has, like, an abscessed tooth, and I put him, I left him with Zach through the weekend so that he had someone with him while I was at work, and we gave him his antibiotics, and he had a vet appointment on Monday, and by the time I picked him up for his vet appointment on Monday... He was doing great. Like, the swelling was down. He wasn't in pain. He was, like, you know, a happy, healthy little guy. We went to the vet. We got a clean bill of health. We went to Starbucks. And I should explain that Frank's favorite thing was riding in the car because when he was younger, we would go on walks. Like, he just loves. He's a dog adventurer. Like, he walk and walk and walk and walk. Like, miles a day, this little guy. And then, you know... Also, like, you know, we traveled together and stuff. He was an adventurous guy. But as he got older and his back problems and he couldn't walk, um, we would go for car rides instead because, like, he would get depressed. Like, if he just was at home for too many days in a row, he would just stare at the door like, oh, I'm going to die if I don't get out in the world. And I was like, I get it. Um, So... So we leave the vet and we go to Starbucks and then we go over to Zach's house and we watch some TV. Like we, you know, cuddle up on the couch. And uh, then we went back to my place. We went to Home Depot. Like we were, and like I have all these pictures of him in the car. Like he's smiling. He's having a good time. Um, He had a great adventurous day and we went home and had dinner and went potty and went to bed. And then I wake up in the morning and the bed is wet. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, did I pee myself? Because <laughs> I had taken a muscle relaxer before bed. Uh, yeah, I, I found one left over from a car accident two years ago. And uh, I had really bad cramps and I thought this will help. And it did. Uh, anyways, so I wake up and the bed's wet. And I'm like, did I pee And then I, like, as I kind of wake up more, I'm, like, no dogs, like, well, everyone, your your bladder and such release when you die. And I'm, like, oh, no. And, um, and he was dead. And in a way, I'm thankful because I didn't have to make that decision of whether it was time. Because, like, a week earlier when he wasn't feeling good... I was having all these like internal dialogues because basically like he couldn't get a dental because his bad heart. And if he did get a dental, he might die from anesthesia. But also they were like, if we take out all his rotted teeth, his jaw will collapse. And I just didn't want him to have like a collapsed jaw and have to be syringe fed. Like that's not the life that I wanted for him. And so like, I was, you know, I was, as you do with elderly people and animals as you think about the end. So, like, I was, 
having the conversation with Zach a week earlier about like what we would do if this infection couldn't be cured by antibiotics and would it be his time or whatever. And, um, you know, after he got better and like we went to the vet and whatever, I like felt like, okay, like this motherfucker is going to live forever. And, um, but he, he didn't. And I feel like it was a blessing because I didn't have to make that decision for him. Um, and I've never had that. I've never had a dog die of natural causes. I've always had to make the decision, which is really hard because you think, did I make it? Did I do it too soon? Did I do it too late? Like it is gut wrenching. And so I think the fact that like we had a really great day and we did his, like we ate peanuts and rode in the car and that's pretty much all he wanted. Um, and he passed in his sleep, cuddled up next to me under the covers. Like, he didn't die at Zach's house. He, you know what I mean? Like, it really was the best case scenario. And I would joke with my friends, too. I was like, man, Frank's going to just die in his sleep. Like, because he's such a perfect dog. Like, he will make that decision so I don't have to. And he fucking did. And he fucking did. Because he just, like, even in death, he was perfect. And I'm thankful that I don't have to see him degenerate any further. And um, I felt really bad because, like, he loved Zach and he loved living at Zach's house. And, like, he didn't really like the new place very much. And uh, I was, like... I was having regrets, like, maybe I should have made the relationship work just so Frank could have, like, had a good life. And it turned out that, like, Frank was ready to go anyways. Um, but I am, I'm really sad because, like, I just, like, it's hard to describe. Like, I fell more in love with him every day for 16 and a half years, like, every day, I loved him more than I did the day before, and I just, like, the fact that I don't, this sounds insane, that I'm, like, pontificating on how I know my love for a dog no longer gets to grow, like, is it insane? I guess it's not to, like, dog people, to, like, But it's such a different relationship, like, between a person and a dog. I mean, to be fair, though, like, romantically, like, that's what I want in a spouse, too, is someone who, rather than you fall hard and fast in love and then it just fades and you try to hold together the strands, like, I mean, that's what I want in a, a human relationship as well, is to, like, just be like, I love you more every day than I did the day before. Um... And so, and that is how things were with Frank. And, um, I'm not in a position in my life to get another dog, let alone the type of dogs that I like, which are, like, seniors and whatever. Like, it's just not where I'm at right now. Um, my work schedule, like, my shifts keep getting longer and longer. And, like, I don't want to own a dog again, honestly, until I have a house with a yard. Uh, I just think, like, it sucks having to walk a dog four times a day in Arizona. It's fucking hot. And also I like, I like potty training a dog and giving them the autonomy to use their door and they can go potty whenever the fuck they want. 
And I think that's like, you know what I mean? Like when I train a dog, I just, I, I, I'm like, here's the rules. The rest is up to you. You pee outside. You don't bark. Other than that, pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. And so I like giving them the autonomy to pee when they have to pee. Um, so what, what am I talking about? So anyways, I'm not going to get another dog anytime soon. Ralphie lives with Zach. It is a better situation for Ralphie, who is emotionally needy, and Zach is home more. And when Zach goes out of town, I'll be staying at his house because I still have, like, a bedroom there. Um, and so I'll get to spend time with Ralphie. And, um... It's just weird. And, like, part of me is, like... Like, I know Frank went because he was old and he was ready to go and life is exhausting. But also, like, is it because, like, I'm finally an adult? Like, on the eve of my 37th birthday, I'm finally adult, an adult. And Frank's like, all right, bitch, like, you got this. You can, I can go. Like, you fucking got this. Um, And that's not, that's, like, it's not true. But it is good timing that, like, in all the personal growth and development and, like, the fact that I feel like an adult like I feel like a competent adult um and that like all right well now this this guy that like basically saw me through from like I, I don't want to call 19 childhood but like it is it fucking is like I was not an adult at 19 <laughs> and uh I I am now and so it's kind of like the end of an era uh, so I don't know. Here we are. I've cried my way through another podcast. Um, but I do feel really naked and I do like, I miss his little feet. The feats de resistance, as I called them. And, like, it's so... It sucks because as somebody who is so associated with my dog, like, every time I see people, they ask me how it is, how he is. And, um... What sucks is that now I'm going to have to a million times say that he died and, like... Zach suggested that I, um, that I just do, like, an Instagram post, and I'm like, yeah, but, like, not everyone, like, especially, like, bar customers and stuff, like, not everyone follows me on Instagram, and also, I'm, like, it's really hard for me to post, like, serious or personal stuff on Instagram, which, like, I fucking love Instagram, but it's, it's, it's shallow and performative, and I was like, Zach, I haven't even, like, acknowledged on Instagram that we broke up. Like, some people have noticed when, like, with my selfies, and they're like, where's the pink room? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Zach and I broke up. I don't live there anymore. Um, but, like, the idea of having to make, like, a public proclamation and be like, I broke up, we broke up, or my dog is dead, and I, like, I just don't even, I'm not even ready to, like, contend with all of that. Um... 
Because I don't think I acknowledged on Instagram when Felipe died. I think I had an Instagram already at that point, but I just didn't. I don't know. I like to mourn privately. <laughs> I'm a private person in a way, um, particularly with my vulnerabilities. <laughs> I mean, decency with DeLoreans behind a paywall now. <laughs> Like, if you want me to be vulnerable, you got to pay for that, honey. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's what's going on in my life. Uh, and, like, everything's going to be fine because he was old and it was time to go. And, like, sometimes when you live with someone that, like, you know, I, I, and, and the word that I used with the vet uh, on Monday was like, yeah, we're giving him palliative care. Like we're keeping him comfortable until he dies. Like this isn't, we're not trying to cure or fix anything. We're just trying to make sure he's comfortable. Like it was palliative care. And when you are living under the same roof with uh, a person or an animal who is in those end stages of life, it can get to be really heavy on your heart because like all you're thinking about is death. And particularly in American society, we uh, engage in denial of death. Like death is something that's like institutionalized that happens away from the home. And so like, it's very uncomfortable for us because we don't, experience it often like it's hard for us to live with the specter of death in our daily life and it definitely was that um and then I feel I don't know what the fuck I feel I don't know why the fuck I'm still talking anyways my dog's fucking dead um I had <laughs> I had to throw out like so my Old bed is, it's like a full-size bed. It's at Zach's house still, so I have a room to sleep in when I'm there. My place I'm at now is a sublet. It came with a like an older spring mattress, and I had bought a $100 mattress topper for it, which I then threw away because it was covered in dead dog pee. And, like, could I have tried to, like, f figure out how to clean it? Yeah. Am I going to? No. Like... And then I had, like, these sheets and this comforter from Goodwill that, like, I never really liked anyways. I just bought them because they matched the decor of the house, but, like, they weren't my style. And I just, like, threw – I just threw – I well, the comforter I washed and I gave to Goodwill because it was, it was pretty nice. But, like, the sheets – I just threw it all away and I went to Goodwill and I bought new sheets and a new comforter and I washed those – because uh, I just needed, like, a clean slate. I did not buy a new mattress topper because I just can't bring myself to spend $100 right now. Because uh, I, in two days between, you know, the vet visit and then the burial, like, I spent over $300 at the vet and then buying new sheets and washing new sheets and all that. Like, that was whatever. It was a lot of money. So I haven't bought a new mattress topper yet. I don't know if I'm going to because how many, how much more money am I going to throw at this, like, borrowed bed when, like, in three or four months I have to move again anyways, at which point I'll buy a new big bed. I'll buy a California King because you have to – your bed <laughs> sets the stage for what you want in life. And, like, the bed that I have that it's that's at Zach is a full-size bed. There's no room for another human being in that bed. And um, moving forward, I want to have someone in my bed and in my life. And 
I want a big, strong daddy. <laughs> and therefore, I will be getting a big, strong bed to have room for a big, strong daddy. Um, why am I even talking about this? Whatever. And that, so, like, that's how I occupied my mind yesterday. Like, I, I wrapped Frank up in a towel, like, and I took him to the vet to get him cremated. And then they're like... Do you want us to do you want to spend some more time with him before we take him away? Like we can give you two some time. And I said, he died in the night and I probably slept next to his dead body for hours. So I think I'm good. <laughs> like <laughs> and maybe like they didn't seem to think that it was like funny, but like you have you have to laugh. Um and so then I spent the rest of the day, like, de-dogging my house. Like, I brought the stairs and the dog beds. Don't even get me started on how much money I spent getting my house Frank-friendly on, like, new stairs, new dog beds, uh, AstroTurf for the patio in case he wanted to potty out there. He did not. Um, uh, yeah. And so I, like, got rid of the mattress hopper, got rid of the sheets. Bought new sheets to like, well, new used sheets. Come on. I'm not, I'm not trying to like contribute to sweatshop labor. I'm also not a Rockefeller. So like I buy shit at Goodwill. All my shit is used and I like it better that way because <sighs> it's softer. Uh, and <laughs> I, and then I took all his stairs and his beds and stuff to Zach's. Like just, I got all the fucking shit out of the house because I don't need to come home and, like, look at the stairs and be like, there'll be no more pitter-pattering, you know? Like, I just did it. It's whatever. It is, in fact, whatever. Anyways, my dog's dead. I'm sad. I bought new sheets. And uh, that's all. That's all. Look at that. Look at that. You guys got to hear me cry again. How exciting. All right. I'll talk to you later.